this week's episode, we're talking with Megan, the host and creator of Love Looks Good On You, an IGTV show all about self-love. Mind Your Energy is for you, the woman who is ready to break up with a busy life to reclaim a vibrant, full one. Fuel your motivation, mind, and heart with stories and strategies to confidently show up as your best self. I'm Mary Zargarian, a certified life and mindset coach, NLP, EFT, and Reiki practitioner. As Mindset Mary, I'll be bringing you conversations around mindset, self-love, energy mastery, and personal growth. Together, we will let go of perfectionism, self-doubt, and burnout to live a life of more confidence, alignment, and fun. Are you ready for what comes next? Let's get started. so excited, Megan, that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I also wanted to say congratulations on so many things. I saw your Yahoo Finance article for you being the up and coming like top 10 empowerment coaches. So excited. Thank you. I know so many big changes. And we were just talking about that actually before I hit record. We're like, we are recording this today. It's Sunday, April 11th. I'm losing track of my days. April 11th. And it's the new moon in Aries. So yeah, yeah, it's lots of shifts. shifts. So many shifts. I'm feeling it though. Like I, I was feeling it yesterday and then I did this whole ritual. My moon cycle actually like shifted to align with the new moon. Even my body is like in alignment with this. And I did like one of those goddess baths last night. And like today I've been just continuing with the ritual. So I'm like feeling fired up. So I'm definitely loving the Aries energy. (laughs) (laughs) I've just now started doing like new moon, full moon rituals for the past, I would say five ish months. Like all of this is relatively new to me. Right. Mm-hmm. But I fully jumped in and embraced it. And this one just feels so strong, so powerful, so in alignment with all of these transitions I'm going through too. Oh yeah. Like new beginnings, right? Yes. Yeah. And taking action. Mm-hmm. It feels so good. It feels so good. It's really refreshing. And well, for me, I feel very refreshed and like clear. Have yeah. you been doing, and this is totally taking us in a direction and I love it. Have you been doing like <laughs> new moon, like any moon rituals and everything? Have you been doing that for a while? So I actually have been doing it for a while. I would say for like, um, the last like year consistently, but I actually made a shift to where I don't so much anymore. I tuned more into my body's cycle. And it was very interesting because when I tuned into my body and I didn't so much align with what the moon was doing, my body totally shifted because I would get my cycle on the full moon and it would play out in these manifestations of like really like intense energy. And sometimes like that's when I would feel really irritable or like the PMS would kick in. Right. And I think that when that happens, it's really our body saying like, Hey, you need to rest. Like, this is me calling to your attention, like pay attention to your body. And so when I started doing that, I kid you not. Um, I actually just started doing this like three months ago. So a whole month went and my cycle, like didn't happen. It skipped it because it shifted from happening on the full moon to happening on the new moon. So it's like my body knew like the energies And it just like totally took on a life of its own. And now it's like, it just feels really potent. It's not something that I, like I used to dread getting my cycle almost. And now 
I love it so much because it just makes me feel so freaking empowered and powerful. And like, I get excited when I know it's coming, especially now that it's on the new moon, because it just makes the intention of manifesting just that much more intentional and strong and potent. So yeah, that's what I do. It's more about my body now, less about the moon. I love that. Now that I think about it, the last time we had a full moon, I remember because it was the Sunday we got home from our trip from Utah and my cycle was aligned to that. So now I'm going to start paying attention to that a little bit more. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, our bodies are amazing. I just keep telling myself, like, I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Now everybody can see why I was like, Megan, you have to be on the podcast. (laughs) Like, I love your energy. I love your energy. And I had no idea. Like you and I met, was it a year and a half ago? When were you in the? Yeah. January of 2020. Oh, wow. It doesn't feel like 2020 was such a year, Yeah, but, um, we met because I like, I've been very open in my business. Like I do a guest workshop for, um, Vanessa's microblading program, her certification, her fundamentals program. And Megan was in one of the sessions and I, I remembered you out of all of the workshops that I do, I remembered you, but like you and I just never really connected afterwards. And uh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad now that we're connected because you're such a beautiful soul. I love your energy. And just like when you said, I love my body and I tell it all the time. I love it. It's like, yes, that's yes. I'm here for all of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I receive all of that. (laughs) So Megan is also everybody who doesn't know on Instagram, she hosts a show. Love looks good on you, babe. Well, love looks good on you. Your, your profile name is love looks good on you, babe. Um, and it's all about like personal growth and self-love and it's, it's very powerful stories, not just talk about this, but they embody it. They radiate this energy about how to love yourself in different ways, forms, and fashions because of sometimes the traumas and the things that we are self-healing from. And I love it. I was on it in February And you're such a beautiful host and everything that your show has to offer people is amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I feel like the way that you described the show is like exactly my intention for it is really to have those type of people share on the show. So thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) And I'd love for you to share with our listeners, like how did the, the concept of that show come together and did it just come to you naturally? Like you naturally downloaded this idea and ran with it, or is it something that evolved over time? Mm, that's a really great question. And it's so funny because when I ask guests these certain types of questions on my show, I always say, you can go back as far as you'd like. <laughs> and I do that because so much of it really does stem, I think, in a lot of our choices from our childhood. Um, so if you don't mind me going that far back. <laughs> do it. Um, you know, I experienced a lot of childhood trauma growing up. I was, I grew up in a very abusive, like physically, mentally, emotionally, like neglect type of household. And in moving forward through my life, there were a lot of patterns that I witnessed where I wasn't quite, I didn't have the clarity that it came from my trauma. And so, um, you know, I found myself, let's jump to high school, my sophomore year in high school, um, I ended up spending, I was like 51 50 and had to spend, you know, the 72 hours or so in a, um, for youth at risk, like mental hospital, essentially. 
And after the 72 hours, my family all came together and we had this whole counseling session. And I shared with every single one of my family members, my experiences that I was having at home of like how I felt. And I was so scared to go back home after that. I said, I want to stay. <laughs> like I chose to stay longer. So um, I feel like that just kind of paints a little bit of a picture because then when I got older and I had children on my own, I wanted so badly to have that perfect family that I didn't have. Like I was, you know, into where when someone would show me that they were attracted to me, I was like, oh my God, you, you love me. Like I'm lovable. And I took that validation and I rode with it out of my trauma. I wasn't quite healed yet. So it was like me just jumping at all of these opportunities to have a family. And that led to a lot of struggles because then the trauma was coming up in my life and it was playing out in all of these ways. And I didn't have the perfect family that I wanted. Well, it didn't look how I expected it to look. Yeah. And because of that, um, I got really kind of tired of myself. Like I was like, I can't continue to repeat these patterns. I can't continue to be so unhappy. Like I need to do something different. And so I Googled one day, we got into Joe Rogan podcast, you know, and it was like a thing. This is like in 2015. And um, I found Aubrey Marcus and he's amazing. He talked all about consciousness. And I was like, what is that? Like, did you know there's a thing called consciousness? Like <laughs> apparently we all have it. <laughs> And um, when digging down that rabbit hole, I was Googling in like the iTunes for positivity. I was like, I just know that I need more of that in my life. And I found this podcast. It was called the Positive Head Podcast. I'll shout it out every day because it changed my life. Like the host, he would post a podcast every single day and talked about all different kinds of things. And every time he would have a different guest on, if I resonated with them, I would take their course. I would reach out to them. I would engage with those people. So then I had this huge like library of resources because of this one podcast, this one show that had all these different people on it. Right. And they changed my life. Like when I started to get into all of those, like Brene Brown, and then these courses that I was taking, I noticed that my life started to change and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, how can I share this with the world? Like, how can I help change the lives of others? Like I have helped change my own because I truly did go from surviving and escaping yeah. to wanting to participate and wanting to contribute. And I think that's a really big shift to happen. Um, Cause essentially one, I, I didn't really want to live. And then in the other hand, like I was excited too, and I wanted to help others experience that too. So. I was like, okay, well, how am I going to do that? What's it going to look like? And so I tried to start like oh, my t-shirt business and I was like, yeah, it'll have really positive affirmations on the shirts or something. And I tried that and I was like, that is not for me. <laughs> I don't like that idea. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, well, I'll make these cute little ring dishes and the proceeds will be donated to all these causes that I liked. And I liked that idea of donating, but I was not down with the making of the little ring dishes thing. And then I started a membership where I was like, oh, I can host groups where we can all come together and have like a community. And I just, I feel like imposter syndrome kind of got in the way of me really taking off with that. So I just pretty much stopped everything. And I was like, maybe I just need to work on myself more. And I'm not in a place where I can help others. And so 
I paid a lot of attention to myself. I continued with the personal growth and I continued to feel really frustrated in the job that I was in. It was just, I wasn't fulfilled. I was really restless. And I kept researching like how to find your purpose, how to find your purpose. What is your purpose? What's my purpose? And I realized what if I don't make it a business? What if I just do this because it's something that I truly want to do? And it doesn't have to be me getting something out of it or it sustaining necessarily me financially, but it's something that I want to do. And the second I made that decision, it literally changed everything. All of a sudden, all these things came together and I had been into modern nature. It's a monat. I always have to say modern nature first, cause I don't know how to pronounce it. And, um, this, this other makeup it's, uh, it was mascara and now it's Saint. Okay. Yep. And I had friends who I really wanted to help support that were also a part of that too. So I was like, Ooh, what if we did these Instagram lives together where we just chit chat and we do our hair, we do our makeup and we do face masks or something like that. And it's all about self-care. And we talk about the things that like, I really enjoyed talking about, which is like personal development and self-love and how we overcome challenges in our lives. And then it, it was just like all the makeup and hair went out the window <laughs> and like the real core of it stayed there. And I realized I was asking all these women who I wanted to be on it, who I just truly admired because they had, they had got past that, like that resistance I kept meeting where it's like, they had really stepped into and embodied being these coaches or being these people that were able to help others in this way that I so badly wanted to help people. So it's funny, if you look at the guests, they're all chosen because I truly admire just, like you said, the the embodiment of them knowing who they are, them having so much confidence and purpose. And um, yeah, it's truly just been, it's changed my life because I've met so many people and I made so many friends and like soulmates in my life by just having the show. And it really is like, it didn't fall into my lap per se to answer the question. It was something that sort of evolved over time, but um, it ended up falling into my lap once I made the decision not to make it about me. And I love the show. I love all of the stories because a lot of the times anyone who is in a place where either they don't recognize that they're still in that space of trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're in denial. Maybe they do see it and they just are ashamed. They think something is wrong with them that they're broken, right? I, there's a lot of conversations I have about like mindset and recognizing these patterns and realizing like, although you can break the pattern and change the course of your life, you are not the problem. You are mm-hmm. not something that's meant to be fixed. It's just better understanding yourself and better understanding how you respond to, like you said, resistance and other things. Uh, but everybody who shows up on the story, they don't come forward and say like, I'm healed, <laughs> right? We all have acknowledged that we are in a place of growth. We are in a place of healing. We are in a place where every day we wake up and say like, I want to continue to work on myself because I love myself deeply and I know I'm worthy of this. Um, and that's why I love all of the messages that every one of the guests has been sharing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I feel that same way too, because you're right. Like we are all healing and growing and evolving. And so part of the show, like one thing that I really try to make sure everybody talks about is their challenges that they faced and then how, like whatever tool it was that they used or that they continue to use that helps support them along the way. Because it really does show that one, you're not alone. 
like we all struggle. And then two, if someone does have a similar challenge, it offers that tool to be able to use if maybe you hadn't heard it before, you hadn't used it before. So it's really meant to help others and then show that we aren't alone. Yeah. Even if you don't mind, I'm going to share a little personal, like aha moment that I've had too, is over the course of time, I was the same. Like I would find somebody who said that this is the one tool that really like changed things for me. And I would like dive so deep and being like, that's the solution. I need that tool. I need to learn that skill because that's going to save me. Mm -hmm. Right. That's going to change things for me and then get so frustrated that did it. And again, come back and blame myself, right? Because it helps others. Why can't it help me? And being somebody who's like a fierce growth mindset, who's always like loving the process of learning and growing all of these things. I always thought like, what's wrong with me if I can't Mm -hmm. do the same type of things. And then I realized like, no, those tools are there to support you, but you yourself are the answer. You yourself are the solution. And it took me so many things that I wanted to learn and try so much process before I realized that that was, that was it. That was the thing that I was looking for. Oh, I'm with you, girl. Yeah. Same. Like, like I said, with the podcast, each guest that was on, they offered a tool too. Like they were healers, they were coaches. And so I was going from tool to tool to tool, building this toolbox, which I'm able to use now, but I did, it took me a long time to recognize that all of those things are really just pointing you inward, just to have you like really connect with yourself and in connecting with myself. Sometimes there was things that I wasn't necessarily ready to see, but I acknowledge that that is self-love is going back each time, like just continuing to go inward, continuing to connect with yourself. And it is something that's a moment to moment, a day to day, forever, lifelong thing. I'm here for it. I love (laughs) it so much. And in a way, like you said, you had started a membership before because you wanted a community of people that were doing this. You're doing that through your podcast, through your show, you're building that community and it's beautiful. Yeah, I know. I did like a happy dance in my kitchen. (laughs) It was like, oh man, I was like everything that I wanted to do before I am doing now. It's just, so sometimes I just, I think that maybe I really wasn't ready or that whole experience. It taught me a lot of tools because I learned how to do like an email campaign. Like I really learned how to create a lot of the more masculine things Yeah. Um, to where now when I went and did the show, I was able to just really focus on the show because everything else I already kind of knew how to do as far as like tech stuff. So it definitely helped me. Like everything worked out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. For anyone who's listening to this, who is still on the struggle bus, right? Like who's still finding themselves like frustrated and overwhelmed and think like they're the problem. It's like, no, no, no. Like give it space and maybe take the lead of what like Megan suggested and what she did, like do something because it feels good and don't try to overthink it and over architect it to try to make it into a business necessarily, but follow the energy, follow your heart and everything that you had hoped for with this, with this purpose, like has come together. Yeah. 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 And I think another thing that I really struggled with throughout the whole process was trying out new things and like starting new businesses and then be like, Oh, that's not for me. Oh, that's not for me. Because the people around me considered it very flaky. Like I was jumping and inconsistent. And I, my two, like I myself thought the same thing where I was like, why can't I just stick to something? But really, I think it's important that in our society, we tend to think you can't make mistakes or you have to have it all figured out first. 
And it's just not true. Like me starting something and realizing it's not for me is clarity, not a mistake. Yes. So I definitely would say that if someone is confused at all about what it is that they want to do, start with what feels good. And then when it doesn't feel good, start something else that feels good. Like just continue to follow your joy. And I think that's truly what leads to your passion and your purpose. Yeah. If anybody is starting off any project whatsoever, and you think that a mistake means that you failed or a mistake is somehow a value of your worth and your value, mistakes are going to happen. If you're trying something new, if you're stretching yourself, a mistake is going to happen. And as soon as you can come to terms with that, you can expand and learn new things and try new things and find out what works, what doesn't work, like what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And it's a beautiful thing to watch somebody go through that process. And I was even talking with a client recently where she said, I want the freedom to be able to do something and then learn from it and then be willing to pivot and have the ability to pivot. And she felt like without disclosing too much, she just felt like that wasn't a possibility in her current job. So we talked about that, um, but entrepreneurship, honestly, for that, it's been that for me, my business has shifted since I went and filed the paperwork to actually say that I'm doing this <laughs> so many times, but now I'm in a place where it feels good. And yeah. that's all that's important to me. Everything else will flow from there. Yeah. And especially in entrepreneurship, we're always changing and our businesses are such a reflection of us that it's like, if they don't change over time, I mean, maybe you found what works and you stick to it. Right. (laughs) But it makes sense if it does shift. Like, I think that when I see changes happening, I'm like, you go girl or guy or whoever, like (laughs) good for you for not being afraid to make a change when it feels right for you. Yeah. And lately I'm starting to see more and more of a trend of people who, who resisted that resisted what it meant to change and pivot and shift. And they thought that it did to your point earlier, that people would have a perception that it is being flaky and, Oh, you just, you're not quite sure of what you want to do. But now I'm starting to see more and more people say like, yeah, even though I know that everybody out there says I should be doing this through it, like I'm going to do this because it feels good. And when I feel good, I show up in a different way and people are magnetized by that. Yes, exactly. Like you can tell when someone's heart is really in it. It's one of the questions that I ask every single guest before being on the show. When we do the conversations is like, what message would you want taken away from your episode? Like, what is the message of your story that you really want to have, um, you know, made a point. So I'm all about the message. I think that's the biggest point of being able to share your story is like, what message from your messes are people really taking like the wisdom from your woes? you know? So yeah, I love that so much. No, because you brought it up, Megan, what message would you like people to know about your story? Mm, That's a really good question. Um, I can't take credit for it. (laughs) I know my message would be that not to give up and to believe in yourself because the people around you don't have to believe in you. What really matters is that you believe in you. And if you do that, anything that you want is possible. 100%. Someone asked how much they're much younger. And they asked like, how did you gain so much confidence in a lot of it? And what I like to share is like, just learning how to love and trust yourself and figure out like that there are going to be people out there. You can't control what people react to and what they, what their judgments are or anything. And honestly, most of that doesn't matter. 
majority of that doesn't matter. If you learn to love yourself and stay true to yourself, that's honestly all that matters in the world. Yes. Yes. And that's just such a passion of mine. Like I believe that so much that I really like the show was about self-love because yes, I admire all these people that I have on it, but I'm also keeping in mind the ones that are consuming the show and watching the episodes. And I truly believe that the core is to love yourself, like to really love yourself. I saw a quote the other day and it was so profound. It was that every person that you meet experiences a different version of you. Like you have your own version of you, but your father has a different version of you, your mother, your brother, your sister, a stranger walking down the street. So there's thousands and endless and endless versions of you in the minds of everybody else around you. So it truly doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because they're all going to hold different perspectives of you anyways. Yeah. Like what matters is your own. Yes. What matters is your own. And a lot of the times everybody puts so much value and weight on what they think other people think of them. We've been conditioned to like be of service to our family, to our friends, to our communities or whatever that looks like. And like, we've been taught sometimes implicitly that you focus on yourself and it's selfish Mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not, it's not, it's necessary. It's a requirement. (laughs) And, and I love what you had brought up of like, sometimes we all do think that it's, you know, not all of us, but, um, as a not recovering, because I'm still very much a people pleaser and having codependency and like enmeshment from childhood, it's really hard to love yourself and put yourself first if it means setting a boundary that might make someone else uncomfortable because you really do want harmony. And well, okay, I personally am speaking for myself. I want harmony around me. I want the people around me to feel good. I want them to feel happy. And if me doing something that I know is going to make me feel good is going to make someone I care about feel uncomfortable, I struggle with that like that is where my self-love definitely comes in is boundaries 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 like not only learning how to set boundaries with the people around me but boundaries in my own head with my inner critic being like I hear (laughs) you like I know that I could have done better there but like let's do it in a kind way you know yeah to me kindly Um, and just to kind of like loop it back to something that you had said before about confidence is I don't think that it's something that one, we're just like born with, um, or that it just, you have to have it before doing something. Confidence comes from bravery. Like the more brave that you are, the more that you're able to like not push through, but really be brave in a moment that you were scared to show up because of judgment of others or because of what you think the outcome might be. And you do it anyways that's where you get more confidence. Self-love takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage, Mm -hmm. but it's so worth it. It is so worth it because with that courage and taking those steps comes like liberation, like all that weight that you're carrying, you get to put some of it down each time you show up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I know. And so for someone that's looking at somebody else and admiring that they've been able to do something that you feel like you'd you're not quite ready yet. Like you're not enough of something yet. Right. And you, you let all of those thoughts like creep into your head and get the best of you. Like just practice self-love, like building more awareness and mindfulness about who you are, what you want, what feels good. And over time that grows your confidence by learning to love yourself a little more each day. Yes. Like I am very much on my self-love journey. Like we all are right. And if you go back and watch the episodes of the show, I started this way before I thought I was ready. 
I had decided like when I got the idea, I was like, I'm going to move forward with ideas that make me feel good. And I'm not going to allow myself to talk myself out of it anymore. And so I got like 12 people to agree to it before I even started promoting the show to hold myself accountable to show up for those 12 weeks where I was like, I'm just going to do this many and see where it gets me. But I was very scared the first episode. Like I was so nervous and I still get nervous, but over time it has got easier and easier and I'm able to show up a little bit more as myself and the layers just continue to pull back. But it is a process. It's not necessarily something that's going to happen overnight and you're just going to be reborn again with all this confidence in the world. It is a moment to moment choice and it's consistency. It's showing up for yourself time and time again. And yeah, I, it's funny because I made it live because I knew that if I had recorded it prior, my inner critic wouldn't post it. It'd be like, no one can see this. So I made it live. You know how many YouTube videos I have on my phone that just never made it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just, I know my self-awareness is very good in these situations. So I was like, I'm going to make it live. So I have to, and I've got all these people doing it with me to hold myself accountable, to continue showing up. And I wanted to really be an example. It was like, okay, if I want to talk about self-love, I can repost quotes and I can say all these things all day long till the cows come home. But can I walk the talk? Can I really show people like, and lead by example of like, this is what it looks like. And I know cause I'm doing it. And so I have all these lives shared where if you go back and watch them, like I, maybe you can't notice, maybe you can, but um, I started before I felt ready and it has progressively got better as you see the episodes uploaded. So it's kind of like this beautiful diary of mine of like scared Megan to, you know, confident Megan. And I love that it's there because people can go back and watch that too and really see that like you don't have to be perfect to start. Admit it. How many times do you go back and watch them yourself again? Ooh, so <laughs> that's a great question because I do take clips and quotes from them. So I do, I watch them once. And it's funny you asked this because just last month, I had a really hard time with it. I was struggling watching them because I had my inner critic in my head. Like, oh, why did you say this? Why did you do that? And yeah, I was going through a rough time and I actually stopped watching them. I was like, I can't even pull the quotes from it because I was getting so in my head about it. I had a grieving process. I think a lot of growth, a lot of growth is embodying our nervous system and the sensations that we feel and being able to like mentally in a way, hold ourselves. Like there are moments where I'm like, you're enough. Like you are so worthy. It is okay. It's okay to make mistakes. Like these are live. If you say something silly, it's not that big of a deal. Like really walking myself through it. And, um, and I had to let go of that part. I had to set a clear boundary with my inner critic where it's like, we can be in this together where I do want to grow. I want to be able to watch these. And when I watch them, I want to be able to learn and grow from them, but I can't watch them. If I'm going to be putting myself through these, like I was being so hard on myself. I was being so hard on myself and I had to really let it go. And letting it go meant kind of grieving that part of me and like, yeah, allowing that process to just be like, okay, I'm going to start showing up more and I'm okay with it. And if it's not perfect, I'm okay with it. And I know I said that was in the beginning, but it really is like another level of that experience over and over again of like, you get over that hump and you feel good. And I'm in that place now where I'm feeling really good. I'm like, okay, me and my other critic had a talk. <laughs> We're good now. <laughs> 
like I sang the other day on my stories and I literally have never sang like in that way before ever in my when you're playing the keyboard yeah yeah and in doing that that was like another moment where it was this moment of bravery nobody knew I was having a moment of bravery but I put myself out there and in doing that I feel like I can show up so much more as the animated fun self that I know that I am that sometimes these lives we are talking about serious conversations too so I am more serious just in general but I want to be able to show all these different parts and aspects of me and show up in the fun, confident Megan that I am and still be there to support the people that I have on the show. So I'm not perfect. It still happens. Um, I am coming out of that dark moment though. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. (laughs) I even do it. I, especially when making big decisions, like this transition that I just went through this past week, everything, every time we hit a new level of growth in what I call uncomfort in our lives, it's natural. It's a natural part of our human behavior to question and doubt ourselves and like be a critic. And I go back and listen to my podcast episodes. I like self coach. (laughs) Come on, even like Mary, then where that guest you had on the podcast, then Mary was speaking to future you, you just didn't realize it in that moment. And so sometimes it can be therapeutic. And sometimes I know listening back on things, you're like, God, oh, why didn't I do that? Why did I like post that episode? Why did I let that one go that far? Like, <laughs> it's a process and it's been so good. So good. I, I call myself a recovered perfectionist. I think the first time you and I met in that workshop, I was like, Hey, I'm Mary. I'm a recovered perfectionist. <laughs> uh, it used to be really bad, really bad. Like my family jokes and says like, wow, if only the past you could see like you now, because Mm -hmm. I would have overthought and held myself back in so many ways because I wanted everything to be perfect. And if it wasn't, it meant like I wasn't worthy. Yeah. Which isn't true at all. It is not. No, but it is hard. I struggle with that too, which is, I think is like not wanting to watch too many of the episodes because the focus so much, and that's what really helps me. So if anyone else is struggling with this too, when I was going through those moments of like having a hard time watching them because my focus was on what I was doing wrong or perceived to be wrong. Right. And what helped me get out of that was redirecting why I started the show in the first place. It's like I had lost sight of that amongst the needing to be perfect. Right. And really the whole point of starting the show is wanting to inspire and empower others and show what self-love looks like. And then lift these guests that I have on the show and like help support them too. So it's all about who I have on the show and who's watching the show and this message that I do want to put out in the world. And when I focus on that, then I'm like, oh, that's a great quote that that person said, or, oh my gosh, that was an amazing clip that they said. And like, none of it is about me because it's not, it's so much about the message that I'm offering from these people to the world to share because I think that they have a great message to share. And so it really is about where your focus is and what you are paying attention to. Can I ask you something just out of personal interest? Yes. You said you said you loved learning all of these different tools and strategies and modalities and things like what has been probably the most impactful one for you and your personal growth? Mm, that's a great question. Wow. Um, I do kind of a combination of a lot of things, but it has actually been the experience of learning all of the tools, like being able to, like I said, kind of jump from thing to thing and explore and try it out because I learned so much about what I like and don't like. I learned so much about who I am 
And so each tool showed me more of who I am and what I like and don't like. Um, as far as the tool that I use on like a regular basis would be journaling. Definitely. Like I'm a big journaler. I can get in my head clearly about things like putting that on paper um, is really helpful. And along with that is rituals. I try and make so many things a ritual because it brings me back into whatever emotion I wanted to evoke in the ritual. Like if, for instance, when I'm journaling or in the morning, I'm doing affirmations. Um, I like to have like a cup of cacao or something and I'll put on certain essential oils. And when I get to like a really good feeling place where I'm writing out these affirmations and I'm like, yes, I am captivating. <laughs> like I am magnetic. I am awesome. Right. And I'm just like loving myself. Then I'll smell like I even have some right here. Like I'll smell the essential oil. Yeah. And so then the next time I go to smell it, I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm so captivating. Like I'll just go back into it. So it kind of, yeah, I would say that's been the most beneficial. And I think that's similar with NLP is like an anchor. Yeah. So yes, that's definitely what I would say has been the most helpful is being able to anchor in the emotional vibration that I want to embody. When I'm in those spaces of feeling that way, the choices and decisions I'm going to make following that from that space is so different than if me feeling like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, or I don't know if I'm good enough. I'm going to hesitate. But if I'm in that higher vibe place where I'm feeling real good about myself, I am ready to put myself out there. I'm feeling confident. I'm ready. So absolutely. I think that it's very helpful to be able to address where your mind is and then also where your body is, because I still experience like we're all regulating our nervous systems and they're all set up different from one another. So we're all going to experience different sensations and different experiences. Um, but even on some of these lives that I do, I'm feeling my nervous system is sending me a lot of messages <laughs> and it's just a matter of being able to continue through it because your the sensations are going to come up. But if your mind's right, you can handle it. Any final thoughts that you have? Just to believe in yourself. I really do feel like that is that magic. If, if maybe you're struggling, like that's the magic missing piece is that like, you can do it. Like whatever it is that you want to do, there might be skills that you have to pick up along the way, but if you believe in yourself, you can do it. You can do it. You I can really believe that you can do anything. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And don't let other people tell you otherwise. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. I don't yeah. let people pick my path for me anymore. I know it's such a hard place to be. Yeah. It's yeah. So it feels so much better when you choose your own path and you make it whatever you want it to be because it feels good. Life is too short not to feel this good. And like, I don't know if you can see it in Megan and I, like we are still both on our own journeys, but like we are radiating what it feels like to step into knowing, step into knowing that we can do this. Yes. That confidence, right. From being brave and stepping out, doing it anyways, because you're following your joy. You're following what lights you up. Oh, Megan. Okay. I'm going to send you a hug until I can see you in person. And then I will give you a hug then I'm <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on this journey with us. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, I'm so excited. This is so much fun, Mary. I love you so much. It love was such you a too. Love you too. And again, like, can't wait, like, let's just have a girl's day and yeah, yeah. see you in person and give you hugs. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> 
you liked today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a review. This will help me know what topics are really resonating with you and make sure I'm lining up more great things as we go along.